You ought to be more punctual, Obery. Who are we doing? Which one, Kanye? All of them. Huh? We've called someone else in. You concentrate on the one in the front, and our associate will take care of the other two. So what did these guys do, anyway? The three of them are child molesters, Obery. Let's just say they're going to pay for their lifestyle. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where if I kill the wrong one, I'm really sorry. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And together, we watch Yasu Omi Yumetsu's Kite. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? In episode 44, we are under the influence of a wine by the name of Line 39, which is uh, about the 39th parallel. Nice. Have we? It has used nothing this one? to do with the movie, but I don't know if the 90, uh, 39th parallel crosses Japan in any way. But excuse me, pardon me. I was going right, to ask what was it that you were talking about, but <laughs> I guess Little Wayne has literally no patience, uh, pretty much as always. Right. Here's for your future pardon. Yeah, give him what he needs. <laughs> and here's the poor. Have we used this one on the pod before? Nope. No? That's good. No, this and has been my um, wine of choice as of late because of its cost. It is really quite tasty. Line 39, you said? Yeah, I'm getting it uh, at a reduced price of $8.69. Wow. Ingles is hooking you the fuck up. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, Dad, uh, now that you've uh, not spilled any on your pants this week, and you are uh, rolling strong, I guess, so far with that good pour, what would you like to tell us about this movie? Kite. Or in Japan, a kite, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I have no idea why it's called kite, but I'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese OVA written and directed by Yasuomi Yumetsu. Uh, Yasuomi yeah. Yumetsu, yes. Yes. And it was a 35-minute, two 35-minute episodes that were combined into one for the movie, which makes it nice and short. Mm-hmm. 50 minutes. It was pretty much all I could bear. Yeah. <laughs> and we saw the cut version, so, and I'm probably glad I didn't see the, the full version. Yeah, it's it might as well be called the circumcised version, because we lost a lot of that dick in the, in the movie. Oh, no. And there was a lot of dick to go around in the uh, uncensored version, <laughs> if you can believe it. Yikes. Yeah. And there was actually a live-action film in 2014 that uh, starred Samuel L. Jackson. I did see that. I did see that. I couldn't believe he was in that movie. But Yeah, but I mean in in terms of my research on it, it didn't I mean it didn't seem like it followed the 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 original anime that closely. Obviously, yeah. I don't think there was the component that, you know, the uh, Samuel Jackson character was molesting a young girl. Yeah. So. Yeah, that uh, that would be egregious for uh, anyone to sign up for a movie. So, you know what? You got a really great part. You have a monologue or two. And you get to rape a little girl, which is... <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm yeah. sure somebody in Hollywood would be like... Kevin Spacey would kill for that script. He's like, oh, okay. This is... <laughs> I'm coming back. I'm making wow. a comeback in Hollywood. That's a bad look for Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> he probably deserves it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Kevin. I know you're doing weird uh, House of Card parody videos on YouTube now, but you got to do other <laughs> shit, I suppose, brother. And uh, Quentin Tarantino actually uh, recommended Kite, supposedly, mm-hmm. as part of actress 
I think it's Chiaki Chiaki Kuriyama's mm-hmm. in her preparation for her role as Gogo Yobari. Yes, in I did the see Kill that Bill well. film, the one with the the spinning. Yeah, that I mean that was one of the most iconic weapons I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. So I can see the influence for sure. And it, and it's weird because when I was watching the film, it that actually I remembered that character for some reason. It did bring that character into perspective yeah and um i not knowing that it truly was something that quentin tarantino had recommended yeah i mean tarantino has a thing for uh i mean tarantino has a a thing for a lot of weird shit but this one definitely seemed to be up his alley if i were to say any anime was uh you know for tarantino it would be this movie and i'm sure we'll get into that once we get to our live action recast yeah possible director (laughs) yeah a possible director maybe on that one (laughs) But uh, what else do you got about this one? Any Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. I honestly believe that they were trying to just like not put out any advertising. I mean, there was like no graphic. They mm. said they don't even know the director. Wow. It was just listed as Kite uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. And uh, it had one review from the critics. So basically zero. And the audience score was 67% based on 5,000 ratings. So. Yeah. That's a pretty guy, yeah. I mean, it's it's what technically fresh is that? What is the the threshold to be a fresh movie? And I think the tomatoes like a sixty. Yeah, I think it is. Mm. Yeah, there's there's appreciable elements about this movie. It's <laughs> I mentioned this to you before, but it is capping off the the pedophile tetralogy that we've been doing on this podcast since Mardok Scramble was uh, introduced to the lexicon. But I'm I'm. I have a lot of shit to say about this one, <laughs> but uh, let's let's actually hear what the internet has to say first. So let's jump into Letterboxd Worst Reviews to get us uh, kicked off here. So, half a star by Dujin Shinji on September 7, 2021. Actual dead po- uh, people in this movie. Fucking Christ. Did you notice that? Yeah, the pictures on uh, Kanye in Kanye's apartment or office or yes, wherever you want. his wanna. weird office space. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of jarring, but... I mean, I'm going to make this point uh, when we get to the spotlight, but the 90s were just rife with this type of shit. I mean, edgy for the sake of being edgy. Right. Uh, another half star by Peckledon on April 24, 2021. It's like Leon the Professional, but if Leon groomed and raped underage Natalie Portman repeatedly. I watched the uncensored version thinking I'd miss something essential, but I did not. Just gross sex scenes with children that also look gross. I also had this thought in the middle of the movie, and then I read this comment. I was like, oh, okay, so we're all on the same page. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, this is Leon the professional if he just wanted to bang Natalie Portman. But honestly, how many movies have been made where there's a young girl um, taken in by... Some older man. Older man and trained to be an assassin. I mean, that is like one of the biggest tropes of all time. Well, Hannah did it uh, back in... I don't know, 2014, 2013? Yeah. Well, they just had a new movie on uh, Netflix called Kate. Okay. Well, who was in it? Um, Winstead. Um, I can't remember her name. Winstead. Um, Yeah, she's the girlfriend of uh, Ian McGregor. Oh. Um, I don't know. She was in a bunch of Scream Queen stuff, and she actually did a really good job. If you watch the movie in terms of the action scenes and stuff, um, but same premise. Young mm-hmm. girl taken in by uh, Woody Harrelson, of course, is playing the uh, you know the the old the mentor. Man. Yeah, the mentor. Yeah, I mean to kind of point out what exactly anyone was missing on the uncensored version because obviously I had to know. I had to know what exactly was being shown and not shown and how it fit into the movie. 
two scene like the two scenes that I'll mention first fit somewhere in the actual f- film. Uh, the first was the twelve year old sex scene with Aki when he like first uh, hooks up with her as a child, which was really sort of it's graphic, but also it's like um, glamorizing it. It's a it's a trashy sex scene. Yeah. Uh, the other one was when he fucks. Um, Sawa in front of Obery at the end of the movie. That also has a place in terms of the actual runtime. Like, I can see where that slipped in. None of these look good either. The animation takes a little bit of a dip during these sex scenes. They also all have monster cocks. Like, it's literally probably the size of this microphone. They're really big. <laughs> but the last sex scene is the most inexplicable. And it's and it's Kanye, the, the weird cross-eyed redhead dude. Uh, he has bound and gagged this young girl who I don't even know where she comes from. She's not any of the characters in the movie, but he has her like hogtied with a piece of duct tape on her mouth. He starts having sex with her. And then Aki like sneaks his way into Kanye's apartment. And you know, uh, Kanye grabs his gun and like points at him. I was like, Oh, it's just you. And he continues to fuck her. But he's like, I can't even describe it, dude. Her pussy's like leaking all over this. It's really gross. It's really, really gross. I, I this movie with the out the sex scenes is still bad, but the sex scenes are so gratuitous and unnecessary. So I, I, let's well, just <laughs> honestly, um, I mean the sex stuff. I mean, I'm glad I did not watch that. I, I have no interest in that. Yeah, and um, I think it just makes it does nothing for the movie. Yeah, I mean the like the bathroom scene. Um, where she uh, kills the um, P. Willis. P. Willis. <laughs> which yeah. I was, you know, a little bit of a hint there. Maybe Bruce has uh, yeah. rubbed some people the wrong way. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I mean, that whole sequence is pretty good, I thought. I thought know? that was awesome. Yeah. That was a, a super cool action yeah. scene. A lot of the action and the aesthetics in this movie were pretty good. Yeah. And the 90s were like a really great time for animation, yeah. but the subject matter... As I said, the 90s were just fucking unnecessary in a lot of different ways. I mean, this could have been... I mean, I think that hurt this anime in the sense that a lot of people had turned off, obviously, and rightly so, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the sex stuff. And uh, But overall, I mean, if they would have just concentrated on just, you know, this teenage assassin i mean whatever yeah. i mean that's just dig deep in the leon the professional thing i mean <laughs> you know uh yeah exactly i mean some of it was really actually very good yeah i would agree i would agree some of the aesthetics and even you know some of the character designs were super cool mm-hmm. I, I there was just a lot of things that rubbed me the wrong way uh as maybe p willis did to someone <laughs> underage um another star by sam on june 11 2020 two out of four roommates fell asleep Two out of four roommates walked out because this movie is basically anime child porn. I'm problematic. <laughs> he's a problem. That sound effect was made for this Sounds movie. like there's a lot of roommates, though. I mean, if he's talking... Yeah, why, why are you have four, three yeah, roommates? He has four. I mean, I'm... Oh, I yeah, mean, he's the fifth person yeah, in this exactly. house. It's like, all right, everybody, I got this great movie I want to watch. It's Kite. It's about a female assassin. And I'm sure they watch the, uh, the uncensored version if there's... I don't know. I hope they didn't watch the uncensored version. Yeah. I don't even know where they find that. I had to find like the disembodied clips. Like someone compiled them. It's like all oh, the sex scenes in Kite. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be here for about a minute. I, I mean, and that's the whole thing with this movie. I mean, everybody has some opinion about the, the sex scenes. Yeah. And for the most part, um, that's why people don't like it. So, I mean, why did they do it? And um, well, I always I was reading a lot of the people that I read that were trying to justify. Oh, well, I thought actually. You know, it, they should have had those sex scenes because it, you know, it 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 
belonged in the story and you're like mm, spoken ah. like a true pedophile yeah, dude. Exactly. like <laughs> anybody who's advocating for pedophilic content on the internet is is a neckbeard yeah. lolicon obsessed loser exactly. and i'm just i'm not here for it i'm actually gonna call you out specifically because i think it's abhorrent yeah uh i got three more of these and i'll hit them quick two stars by miki on may 2nd 2020 i and i cannot stress that enough hate men and I, I mean, that's sort of like my, my whole shtick on this, on this podcast. I, I kind of hate dudes for a lot of the, for a lot of the things that they do in the world. Um, another three stars by, uh, Cinema Void on February 13, 2021. Anime in the streets, hentai in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought hentai was specifically all octopus or like all tentacle stuff, but I guess it pertains uh, you to You know all what? That should just be the plot summary for this whole film. I think so too. <laughs> anime in the streets, great action Hi, scenes. Anime in the, in the streets. Hentai in the streets. I mean, in the sheets. Yeah. I think that... Can't I can't even think, say it right. Yeah. You're, you're overwhelmed. Yeah. I, the sensory overload of this movie was really too much for my, my wee little brain. Uh, and then finally, three and a half stars, uh, stars by Infernal uh, Infernalis. That's a weird name. On October 9, twenty twenty one, I wasn't ready for this ending, and the ending was really heartbreaking in yeah. a way. But apparently, based on the sequel, he's alive. Oh, really? I guess so. But he has a pseudonym that's Rin Gaga. The second movie, the plot synopsis, and what I watch is way off the rails they're yeah. fighting like a nasa space monster and sawa is like under an assumed name and there's a bunch of shit that's going on that i don't understand what oh the heck kite is happening. liberator yeah, yeah kite liberator i actually started watching that because it came on i watched it on tubi uh-huh. and then it just Tubi's a good place to watch these movies i guess so yeah if you're wanting to see how bad this movie was uh for the reasons that we said it's bad go on tubi and check that shit out nine anime is is full with a lot of weird ads, and that's hard to just kind of look at when you're watching characters from Naruto get butt fucked. Uh, you know, because I even looked into the ending myself. Because you know they do leave it sort of open ended because you feel like somebody has walked into the room. Yeah, yeah. And, you hear like people crawling up the stairs, and I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh no, I think he's alive," but then they come back and say, "Oh no, I looked at it, and it looks like he got shot in the heart, and there's no way that was death shot." And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> How are you making any assumptions? And they they never just yeah, show this him like bullet you know, expert in his death rows or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I looked at it. I mean, it, the, the shot goes right through him, hmm. and it does sort of look like it's near the heart, but you can't necessarily tell. Yeah. So who knows? It was it was a tough way to end the movie. After yeah. everything, you just were yeah. desperately hoping that uh, they not only escape from this weird thing they have with Aki, but to live happily ever after. Yeah. But the little girl, I mean, that was in the st- in terms of storytelling, that's something that I actually liked to have the little girl. To watch that scene where he shoots the basketball. In the first place, he hits that shit like Kawhi Leonard in Game 7 against the Sixers. <laughs> just throws it up, completely bangs it around and goes in. It's sort yeah. of amazing. But the way that um, the uh, Aki looks at the girl after you see that scene again, he's not looking at the guy. He's looking at the girl because she's staring at him and he like smiles a little bit. And that's how she ends up with the gun. Right. I thought that was great storytelling. Right. Uh, but everything else in between... You know, it was a little tough for me. Yeah. Uh, but, Dad, now that we've illuminated the Internet's thoughts, where would you like to shine your spotlight? Well, first, I the, the title is sort of intriguing to me. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't understand the reference to Kite. It doesn't come up, I don't believe, in the movie anywhere unless mm-hmm. I miss something. And it's saying that the English translation is come. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, like semen? Come? No, no, or, no. Or like come like, hither? Yeah, C-O-M-E. 
That's sort of hilarious. I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually, no, I looked it up. Yeah. I actually was able to figure it out. Do you ever um, press down on a word on your trackpad to be able to bring up definitions on yeah. your MacBook? I did that with Kite. And there's an archaic definition, which is a person who exploits or preys on others, which makes sense in the sense of this movie, oh, where okay. everybody is exploiting and preying on each other. So I don't, I don't even know. He must have seen... The director or the story writer or whatever must have seen that shit in a fucking dictionary and be like, oh, yeah, Kite. That's a great name. But I, I'm not sure how he picked that one out. And um, I thought it was funny that Oberby has to work in a convenience store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, Why does he need a job? I mean, he's basically a paid assassin. I would assume he's getting paid, right? I would hope so. jobs, and I mean... The money's going to be halfway decent, or is that just as covered as, like, I'm just a mild-mannered, you know, cast? Yeah. I mean, uh, what's his work schedule like? Is he working four or five days a week, or is he just there, like, two days a week? <laughs> it's like, Aubrey, uh, we need you to kill somebody. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm working late at the 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> or even the other way around. It's like, hey, uh, Jim actually called out, is there any way you can come in for the early morning rush? <laughs> <sighs> Fuck, dude. I'm in the uh, subway station. <laughs> I have a gun in my hand. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to be able to get there. <laughs> So, yeah, that, that seems like a little conflicting to have uh, a day job while also being an assassin, which maybe is necessary. I'm not sure. And uh, I sort of enjoyed the, the, the weird little jazz soundtrack that was in the background. Sometimes it just felt a little out of place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I liked it, too. Yeah. I thought it was good. I mean, the, the thing is with a lot of these bad movies is, like, the soundtrack is the least offensive part of it. And I've said that before. And, it, you know, you anyone can get down with jazz, especially in, like, a... Ever since the cowboy bebop influence with jazz kind of came into the 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 forefront, it's it's always cool in my mind. So I had a few uh, spotlights. As I kind of had mentioned before, the the '90s were just casually cruel. It seems like the the Gen X angst that they realized that they were in a, a capitalist system has just bled over to everywhere across the world. Everybody who was like a Gen Xer was just so angsty in the '90s, and just I mean, the, I think the '90s were like maybe some of the the highest per capita of plots where someone is just raped for the sake of it. I feel like that sexual assault component was just abused in the 90s, maybe more so than any other time period in these movies. Just the 90s were just brutal to everybody involved. Uh, but this is completely sort of a non sequitur. But did you hear that they're making a, a That 90s Show? They're making a sequel to That 70s Show? Really? Mm -hmm. It's going to be... Apparently, Leia is the girl's name, and that's Donna and Eric's daughter. And she goes and spends, like, a summer at Red and Kitty's house or something where they meet all the other kids in the neighborhood, apparently. That's what the, the plot synopsis is when they announce the project. But I'm kind of excited about that. I think that might be cool. Obviously, you can't have... Well, I mean, that would make them, what, in their 40s? Um... Yeah, I guess they, I mean, they don't look too much older or different than they did in the show, did they? I mean, they seem like, I think Red has looked the same his whole life. I think that dude is like the Benjamin Button of his acting. Uh, no, he does, but I mean, I'm just saying if if it was that 70s show and then it's that, you know, that's 90s show. They'd probably be like, yeah, 50s, yeah. 40s of that means. she's pro The character is probably like 18, 19, you would think. Yeah. But I don't know. It's funny because the 90s don't really resonate with me too much because... Uh, you were I mean, I, it resonates in the sense that I got married and had children, but it, yeah. it seems more... <laughs> All this stuff that I did in the 90s yeah. was sort of bullshit, but no, I didn't it, really care about it. No, no, no. I mean, it was, you know, it was, you know, obviously raising kids, that's a, that's a, that's a time killer right there. I mean, yeah. you can't, uh, 
I don't remember anything, but you know, did you black you. out until I was like nine? When was the time that you thought I was actually like a cool kid that I could, you can hang out with ever? Probably not. <laughs> I was actually kind of a loser for like most of my life. No, we, I mean, we used to hang out all the time. I used to take you kids out and we did shit all the time together. Oh, I know we did. But like in terms of like one-on-one interactions with like a child, like at what point do you're like, oh, okay, this kid's kind of cool. Like what was the age where you, you could see the consciousness in my head where you're like, okay, I can get down with this kid. And you, you didn't think probably I was... just in the last year or so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really, Ever since we started watching anime, I was like, hey, you know what? I, I sort of really, you know, I understand Drew now. Daddy chill. Yeah. Cool. Probably cool. more than I want to. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've, I've really changed the dynamic of our relationship with this podcast alone. The yeah. things that I've said to you, I can't imagine anyone saying to their parents and people have told me that it's like, I can't believe you say the shit that you do to your dad. I'm like, well, you know, he gets it. So <laughs> he thinks it's kind of funny. At least you, you know, give me a pity laugh every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, the next spotlight that I had was the neck chop. And I've always thought of this as something that wasn't actually real, but I did a little research and I guess it is, uh, something that actually can be done. It's, I, I don't know the specific words, but I mean, you can definitely kill somebody by fucking this up, but you hit him like right under the jaw somewhere on the side i don't know i i watched somebody actually like knock somebody out with it yeah so i i didn't know i thought it was like a you know a kung fu makeup well isn't that where your carotid artery is or something or yeah there's there's some scientific term for it that i'm i wasn't privy enough uh to at least find it or write it down um so yeah i thought that was kind of cool that you know the knockout uh and then the final uh spotlight that i had was show business pedophiles and the way that this movie opens is that a uh, TV comedian who is on the tube, uh, paraphrasing them, is on the tube seven days a week. And everybody knows that show business is sort of, you know, a shady place for kids. And I've compiled a little bit of a list of just people that I was able to kind of find who uh, dated or groomed or kind of with minors just as like a, a, a general... <laughs> exercise here to see who so to rattle off a couple that might surprise you kevin spacey duh uh paul walker dating a 16 year old you know he was he had a seven-year relationship with a 16 year old and then he died you know so r.i.p paul walker you know got all your kids in heaven uh jerry lee lewis tyga with kylie jenner joel madden was with hillary duff when she was like 16 bill winman the guy from the rolling stones did, he dated like a 14-year-old, the drummer or something oh, like that. Oh, Bill Wyman? Wyman, yes. Yeah. yeah. 13, 14-year-old, yeah. he was married to her. That's... Yeah, he was like grooming her until she was old enough to marry something. Yeah, that's... Awful. That's yeah, awful. Uh, Jay-Z with Beyonce, he met her when she was like 16, 17. Steven Tyler, Wilmer Valderrama with both Demi Lovato and Lindsay Lohan. Chuck Berry, Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, those are sort of... Uh, everyone knows them. Elvis Presley was like pretty well-known as a pedophile, I mean, Priscilla was 14. Really? Yeah. Uh, and then Fergie, who I guess would hook up with Justin Timberlake when he was 16. So that was sort well, of problematic. Well, you wonder where they get the idea, you know, these conspiracy theories that... Um, yeah, the elites are... Yeah, the elites <laughs> are all pedophiles and drinking the blood of, you know, because it's, it's basically been happening for the last whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort be- of common knowledge. <laughs> Uh, and the last three that I had to start rattling off all these names and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess I see where the idea came from. Yeah. It's not necessarily like fictional. It's really happening. I mean, R. (laughs) Kelly obviously was a high profile one that just happened. Luke Basson, who did Leon the Professional, uh, 
dated i think he got like a 14 year old 15 year old pregnant but at the age of consent explains why i get the part if he, he's the director <laughs> just explains why he made the movie oh, yeah okay if he's the director uh, okay. apparently the age of consent in france is 15 but still that's they should change those laws if you're you're kind of like super antiquated uh and then finally the last one that i was able to find was infamously jerry seinfeld and with all that being said i just have one question So what's the deal with being a pedophile? <laughs> First you're a kid, then you want to fuck him. What's up with that? Awful. <laughs> I got one more. So what's the deal with being rich and famous and still wanting to fuck kids? You got the money, the power, the fame. Then you take a walk in the park and see a baby in the stroll and you're like, I could fuck that. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the Jerry Seinfeld voice has become something that I do all the time at work. Because me and my uh, co-worker just think it's hilarious. And we always do this one. So what's the deal with being a bartender? First you make a couple of drinks, then you want to kill yourself. What's up with that? <laughs> Funny. It can be really like that sometimes on a, sh- on a crazy shift. But, you know, powering through. Jerry Seinfeld will live on in some way. Uh, hopefully not in the minds of the children that he's uh, abused. You so- know what I thought was funny, too, is when they, you know, obviously this comedian uh whatever he was um you know after he gets killed and then they have they're interviewing his friend and it's just like he was such a nice person all the girls really yeah, all the loved little girls him. loved him i mean and he was like the most deplorable what are we gonna person. do yeah yeah he was like bawling his eyes out that he couldn't hook up with minors anymore i mean isn't that always the case is they always try to trot out somebody that's just like trying to say oh no this person was you know i mean they even thought ted bundy was a nice guy yeah <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Dude, I mean, everybody in this movie was a pedophile. The guy, Aki, makes a comment that the, the police chief has a Lolita complex. The guy who is also on the detective team who's, like, inspecting the bodies with Aki makes a comment that uh, Sawa was a hot kid. He's like, oh, well, four years ago in that double murder, that hot little girl. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Why are you talking about that? Yeah. Everybody and, uh, was a pedophile in this fucking show. And the hypocrisy show. of the whole thing, I mean, it was basically pedophiles killing pedophiles. Yeah, and then having the moral high ground, it's like, we yeah. have to, you know, these people have to pay for their fucking lifestyle. <laughs> it's like, you're living it. I mean, and you know, and that's sort of my um, takeaway in the end is, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, what the hell was I going to say? I don't know. <laughs> what were you going to say? Something about pedophiles? No, no, no. You live by the sword, die by the sword. Type oh, of yeah. Thing. Yeah, 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 mean, yeah. yeah. Live by the pizza gate, die by the pizza gate. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be in its own unintentional lesson, but did you have uh, any takeaways or any unintentional lessons of your own? Well, that was my takeaway. That was your takeaway? Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, I had uh, two. And the first one was um, all nice guys are bad guys, which feels like something we've sort of hit on this podcast a couple times, but it rings true. If you uh, like the guy who was talking to the the, the interviewing crew, <laughs> if you really say he's a nice guy and he's a pedophile, then I'm going to have to assume all nice guys are bad. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the, uh, the last takeaway that I had is pedophilia is a lifestyle. And I thought it was fucking hilarious when the dudes who uh, Aubrey was... Um, sent to kill 
they're having that conversation as they uh, walk up the stairs or about to take the escalator or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, let's, uh, you know, give me a call later if you're looking to get into our usual uh, recreational habits. Like, pedophiles just can't hang out and uh, talk amongst themselves without talking about molesting people. That's kind of what it seemed like. This is exactly what uh, QAnon people thought the, the Pizzagate emails were when Hillary Clinton was like jock, uh, talking to Podesto about pizza. It's oh. like, yeah, I want a... Uh, they, they, <laughs> they were essentially like, yeah, I want to I want to slide my dick between two pieces of pizza and I want to fucking, you know, <laughs> jizz all over the crust. It's like, those weren't the emails, but that's essentially what they thought was going yeah, on. Yeah, that was code word for, yeah. Yeah. So if anybody, you know, as I said in the uh, the, the ACO episode, if anyone is a, a pedophile or likes really any of this movie, uh, maybe you have to listen out for this, brother. I'm wondering... <laughs> Guess who is going to jail tonight? Because it's probably going to be you. What were you going to say? I was wondering if that pizza place is still like... Comet uh, Pizza? Yeah. Is it still... <laughs> I think it... I mean... Has uh, it gotten notoriety now or is it freaking basically being shunned? I think people still go there. I'm sure it is like a place of infamy or it's just like, oh yeah, this is where someone accused of having a basement full of sex slaves. I mean, you you got to just imagine that this place has had, you know, no... You know, just a normal little pizza joint, and all of a sudden it gets freaking involved in some kind of conspiracy theory. It's like some PR nightmare. Yeah, it's just like all of a sudden you like, have a great quarter in sales. Like, wow, if pizzas are flying out. We got, you know, John Podesta and Hillary Clinton ordering pizzas. Everything yeah. is great. Then all of a sudden you read a tweet. They're fucking kids and they're coming pizza. <laughs> Like, uh, can you believe this? Do yeah. you see what they're writing about us? <laughs> We're gonna go yeah. under. It's absolutely tragic. I feel. I mean, he br somebody brought a gun in there, right? Yeah. Well, somebody actually, yeah, showed up and you know wanted to find out what was going on in the back room. And, yeah. You know, the, it's like they were just doing it in the back room, right next to like where they make the dough. It's yeah. Like, all right, here, I, here's the flour. Here's all the yeast, and this is the 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 kids and the condoms that we keep when we. Yeah, I saw a documentary, and they were showing the arrest of the guy, and they're like, you know, what were you doing? I just wanted to see if it was true. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that's a bad place to be when you're. Um, I mean, what was that, 2017, 20-something? 20 I don't know, I don't even, even want to remember those years. Yeah, four years ago, I <laughs> wish I was never alive. <laughs> uh, actually, that's kind of true. But moving on. Dad, we've reached the question section of this podcast. Uh, we're going to do three lies and a truth to kind of see where these three points are going this week. Uh, now that Erskine has... I mean, a lot has happened since we uh, took our little one-week sabbatical, which, I mean, I want to keep apologizing for. We can't seem to keep a schedule these last two weeks, but we're busy. Working is hard. I never want to have a job, but, you know, bills have to be paid if I want to live alone. So, Dad, three lies and a truth. Off the flip here. Entry number one. In addition to being banned in Norway due to their strict child pornography laws, Kite is also banned in China, Sweden, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, and the British Virgin Islands. Entry number two. While Kite receives several additional releases with different cuts of the film, a never-before-released version of the movie exists on the internet with an additional 20 minutes of previously cut scenes, one of which includes Obrey losing his virginity to Sawa. Entry number three. The live-action film was originally due to be directed by David Ellis, famous director of Final Destination 2 and Snakes on a Plane. But during pre-production of Kite, he was found dead in a Johannesburg hotel room and was subsequently replaced. And then finally, in an interview for the release of the live-action adaptation, Samuel L. Jackson, who played the role of Aki, reported that he had no familiarity with the source material and only learned of its graphic nature later on. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? 
I think the first one, I know it was banned in Norway, but I didn't read anything about China, Sweden, Switzerland. Lichtenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you are correct on that one. That yeah. is going to be a lie. Uh, so we're down to three left. Do you have any idea what might be the other lie or what might even be the truth if you're willing to jump the right at it? The second lie is losing his uh, virginity as Sawa. Obri never yeah. got any. No. Uh, no. Yeah, he was the only dude in that movie he didn't get pussy, from what I remember, it seems like. <laughs> Everybody else got a little bit of something, but Obri was the odd man out. All right, Dad, down to the final two. Uh, live action film uh, directed by David Ellis or Samuel L. Jackson not knowing anything about the movie. I'm going to say that the um, death of David Ellis, I know that it was true, that he died during production and was replaced. So uh -huh. I'm going to assume that that's the truth. That's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. You got that right. Good for you. Yeah. Did you read up on that? Or yeah. Did you, okay. Okay. Well, I was reading about the, you know, the, the live action film. Yeah. And then it had stated about the, you know, the original director. Yeah. I mean, apparently Samuel L. Jackson signed on for that reason because what he did snakes on a plane with yeah. him. But, uh, I don't know anything about the other guy. I don't even remember if I wrote down his name in terms of the adaptation. I'll probably never watch the adaptation. So it really doesn't matter. Uh, but that. You got those three points. Erskine is uh, Erskine is taking those three points on the plane with him as he uh, travels across the sea for a very special exhibition game, which I'm sure my co-host will probably want to get to in just a minute. But what? Yeah, we're here at Were You Paying we're, Attention, and things are happening fast. I you, mean, are we in London? We're not in London. We're uh, we're probably a little closer to home than you might want to be. But uh, let's just send homecoming. This, <laughs> this is your homecoming game for sure. <laughs> but let's send this over to my co-host, and he'll uh, tell us a little bit more about what's going on. So you ready for this one, Dad? Yep. All right, Joe. Hit, hit him with those, those horns. horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Cook, coming to you live from Stoughton Stadium in Ljubljana, Slovenia. We're anticipating a great game between the Ljubljana Llama Herders and the Tampa Bay Vipers. We're <laughs> XML newcomer Patrick Vanilla Tanerskines riding high after reclaiming the XML's top spot, but the Vipers are being shipped out to Slovenia for an exhibition game after being challenged by his bastard brother, Pavel Samirdikov Chocolate Rainerskine. Back to you, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Pavel Samirdikov, Chocolate Rain Erskine called you out, sent an invitation, and Commissioner Rock sent your ass packing. He's like, hey, you got to go defend yourself against your fucking brother in your hometown. How do you feel? This is going to be a beatdown like you've never seen. Oh, you really think so, Erskine? I, I hear do. you talking shit across the field. Yeah. You think you got more shit than me, brother? You think you got more cojones? When it comes to American football, Absolutely. Fuck out of here, pussy boy. <laughs> Sit wow. down and watch a real star. Wow, things are getting really heated, and I haven't even said the first question. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody needs to calm down. I, I know where these three points are going, but I need to see, you know. I'm going deep. <laughs> on the first, first play. play. <laughs> Audible. <laughs> hey, if you if you win two more games, I will give you uh, that special sort of token or whatever. So you can you can call an audible. Oh, you know? really? Yeah. So oh, nice. you'll you have to win this game to maybe the keep audible your streak. token. Yeah, nice. it's the three game winning streak. You get a little token there. So question number one. What is the number on the outfit of the crime scene photographer who takes a picture of the murdered TV star? Is it A, 177, B, 619, C, 561, or D, 422? 
Get ready. C, 561. <laughs> Alrighty, Joe. Is that the right answer? Drew, after receiving an infight from an eagle that attacked a Tampa Bay trainer during another rare XFL bye week, Patrick Erskine convinced the Vipers to fly out to his home country for a charity game to save his old village, challenged by none other than the leakage of his father's loins, Pavel Chocolate Rain Erskine. In the Battle of the Bastards, let's see who comes out on top. Erskine drops back. Play action. He gives his brother the bird and he throws it to the postman. And Patrick delivers. <laughs> DK never grew a penis but my nuts big hooter. Securing this one to the turf. And that's a first down, Vipers. Wow. DK never grew a penis but my nuts, my nuts big hooter. Really uh, helping you look great in front of your, uh, I guess your whole family. Your sister's probably there or something. I mean, your village is popping right now. It's like, yeah, mom, dad. Yeah. What's happening? From what I understand, uh, Commissioner Rocky even flew out here as an ambassador for the XFL. So he's watching too. So you really better be on your game. He's going to see a show today. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll hear from him. Who knows, dude? He's got a little bit of a TBI from what I understand. uh, I might start getting some more interest from the NFL after this one. Yeah. (laughs) It's possible, dude. There's a. They're cutting away from the London game and they're coming on to mine. Yeah. They're shooting over to Slovenia (laughs) for a special (laughs) clip. halftime we have a special xfl update. yeah xfl we've got petrick erskine yeah who are you you're probably nate burleson in this moment <laughs> yeah the rock star of the xfl yeah the crown friends all right question number two what brand of french fries is kanye eating in the park as he waits for obery is it a make fat b extra salty c superfood or d hot and ready yeah i thought this was funny as shit <laughs> Hey, make fat. Hey, make fat. All righty, Joe, back to you. Drew, the Vipers are lined up in there. Brought a yak to the whorehouse package. Erskine hikes it. Quick will right and he throws it to the screener. Now the bubble screen's going to burst open for a huge gain. Bon Bon ate a monkey butt in a desert island, Salazar. <laughs> Streaking down the lines. And that's going to be a touchdown, Vipers. Yeah. Wow. Taking a 10-0 to lead heading into, I guess, the second quarter with this question number three. So we're riding high. Your brother, Chocolate Rain Erskine, isn't really able to do much. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Maybe I he'll studied his- hard. Yeah. You know all your brother's old tricks. Yeah. All right, question number three. What is the name of the character bust in Aki's apartment? Is it A, Michael Mears, B, Cannibal's Rector, C, Gorman Gates, or D, Trayson Florhees? <laughs> it would be B. B? Yeah. Okay. Back to you, Joe. Let's see what's going to happen. Drew! We're nearing halftime, and the Vipers are lined up in there. Impregnated the milkmaid was a God's plan package. Erskine drops back. He stumbles, but he stays on his feet. Now he'll break out left and wing it deep downfield. And he hits his receiver in the hands. Zoolander, never got head before in my whole life, Shamgod. <laughs> <laughs> Securing this one in stride. And that's another touchdown, Vipers. Zoolander, never got head before in my whole life, Shamgod. Really? I might, after that touchdown, you might just, you know, you're, we'll talk after the game. Are you offering him head? No, no, no. <laughs> Please. Yeah, yeah, come out with me and we'll we'll find you some Slovenian uh, cocksuckers and you'll be able to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're uh, we're going down to uh, I guess the locker room. Uh, Joe Cuck busts out of the the booth. Patrick, do you have anything to say to your brother who is uh, really not doing much out there on the field? It doesn't surprise me, and I hope he remembers when he said to me, "You'll never be anything, Patrick." Look at me now. I'm huge. <laughs> and not I'm just the on the field, I The biggest star of the XFL. The XFL's ever seen. Yes. 
Yep. I've put the XFL back on the map. That might be true. Do you have anything to say to uh, your commissioner who is uh, watching from the booth up there? Yeah. I think I should be the uh, poster boy for the XFL, and you should do all your marketing around me. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> From what I understand, uh, the commissioner has uh, suffered a TBI while filming Black Adam, so I haven't actually heard him say that uh, really anything else in about a week or two. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Commissioner. <laughs> Guess we're going back to the game. Wow, that's too bad. He must have uh, bonked his head pretty hard when he was uh, flexing or something. Who knows? Black Adam might not be the same. I think I would still watch that movie if it just was The Rock telling people to shut up for like two hours straight, maybe. Who knows? All right, second half. Question number four. Which of these movies wasn't written on the brick wall during the basketball shooting scene? Was it A, Taxi Driver, B, Goodfellas, C, Terminator, or D, Apocalypse Now? I believe it was... D, <clears throat> Apocalypse Now. Alrighty, Joe. What's up? What was up with all that, too? You know? I don't know. Sometimes people just like to throw fucking references into movies for the sake of having the reference. The graffiti on the wall was actually sort of stupid. Yeah, I have some of them written like, who down. Who writes down sex? Yes. <laughs> Music. There was like a Led Zeppelin reference. Um, Let's see if I can find the list that I had here. Sex, Eagle, Scorpion, or Scorpio. Yeah. Music. Levi jeans, murder, just like weird random words. But yeah, not a very good uh, graffiti artist, unfortunately, no. around that town. All right, Joe, what's going to happen? Drew, halftime has come and gone and the Vipers are coming back and they're abandoned the motherland for American Mills package. <laughs> Patrick takes a snap. Five receiver spread and he's getting the shotgun. He pumps. Now we'll throw a dart to the receiver and it's right on the money. Chamberlain, leaky nibbles, McDouble, <laughs> making the possession catch. And that's a first down, Vipers. Dad, you might fucking walk away with an oh, absolute sweep, be, dude. This is going to be the beatdown. I mean, obviously, they've got a lot to learn here in Slovenia about American football, but. Yeah. And I'm not going to. Uh, you got your brother's head spinning out there. Oh. He's never seen a play action before. They don't know anything about trickery in the no. Slovenian world. They're just all straightforward. <laughs> all right. Two more questions now. Let's see if we can complete the sweep. Question number five. What flavor are the one-third less fat chips that Sawa buys from Aubrey's convenience store? Is it A, onion, B, salt and vinegar, C, barbecue, or D, cheddar cheese? Oh, this is just too easy. <clears throat> I'm going to say A, onion. <laughs> He's saying it's too easy. Joe, what is he going to see? Drew, the Vipers are starting the third quarter and they're like horny father, like horny son's package. Erskine hikes it. Five-step drop. He'll throw it to the halfback on a wheel route and the running back's going to break it for a big gain. Canossis sucks eggs for practice. Hunger hole. Shimmy shaking his way for another touchdown, Vipers. Wow. So what is that even now? 17 to 0. You have a chance to get this up to uh, 24 and just walk it out of this country, you know, burning this motherfucker to the ground. So question number six, no pressure. What famous actor does Obery have a poster of in his apartment? Is it A, Buster Keaton, B, Catherine Hepburn, C, Ingrid Bergman, or D, Humphrey Bogart? Yeah, see, they wanted me to do a running play. They didn't want to run up the score, <clears throat> make this uh, Slovenian team look bad. Hmm. But I waved them off. I called the freaking audible in the huddle. Yeah, you said fuck that. Yeah. Hey, Buster <laughs> Keaton. All right, Joe, he's going to run the fuck you play. What's going to happen? <laughs> Drew, the final quarter is upon us, and the Vipers are starting out in there. Train a llama to throw it back package. 
Erskine takes a snap. He sidesteps a defender and he spills out of the pocket. Now we'll screw up and take a shot downfield. And he lets loose another perfect ball. Bishow only sweat through my Grundle Seabald, making a getaway reception. <laughs> and it's another touchdown, Vipers. What an incredible sweep for the American dream. Patrick Erskine coming away with a win. Wow, the American dream. Vanilla Tate Erskine getting nothing. Getting nothing that the defense, uh, getting nothing from the defense that he couldn't handle. That's very impressive. It was uh, it was only inevitable. <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> yeah, you pulled your Thanos shit there at the end. Yeah. So I guess your your brother approaches you at half field. <sighs> Patrick, that was a hard fought battle, my friend. I was uh, I was very impressed. You throw a hard ball, and I I don't know how long this is going to take me to get over, but you know I still have Svetlana's huge tits to look at, which. <laughs> Still means something to me because I know she hates you for what you did to her as a child. What? You made her become a prostitute and a stripper, and you, you said all these things. We've no, talked about this. that was that was probably your influence and maybe our dad's. But no, I had nothing to do with that. Well, considering that we have a, a different mother, and you know, your dad cheated with the local whore. I am technically a product of such a thing. So, <laughs> you know, I, I I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past our old man. Do you think? Do you think we have a chance to have any relationship between you and I, Patrick? I don't know. Maybe you might want to come out after the game. You know, things have changed in Slovenia since you've been gone, brother, but I got a pretty nice strip club I can show you. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yes, my friend. Let's go see the town and let's go fuck some goats. Easy, brother. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, fucking Pavlers guy. I don't know what they do in Slovenia, but we do something a little different in America. Yeah, we we just have sex with cows. <laughs> Except you know, whatever. Uh, so, Dad, we are definitely heading back into the locker room, feeling pretty good. You know, you've probably uh, mended things over with your bastard brother, at least for now, until he maybe betrays you in some weird way. Uh, but we're going to play uh, Would You Rather to continue the festivities as we drink a little more of this wine Gatorade. So, Dad, would you rather have an evil twin who is actively trying to ruin your life or be given $300 million to make a movie, but if you don't back, uh, make back your budget, your debt is in <laughs> kicks to the balls? Oh, boy. And I'll actually even throw on that you do still have to pay back the money. So you will have a, a financial component, and they get to kick you in the nuts. Three hundred million? I don't. Th is there ever been a movie that's been made for three hundred million? Mm, I don't that's believe an so. Question: Why don't you wax on what you would do, and then I can look up this answer as to whether biggest movie budget ever. Ooh, okay. This is really very close. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger's Tides officially holds the record with a budget of $378.5 million. Really? While the uh, Hobbit trilogy stands as the most expensive back-to-back -back film production with a combined cost of $623 million. So you would be having a Pirates of the Caribbean type uh, of money behind you, and you can make whatever move you wanted. You could use all this knowledge that we've accumulated from watching all these movies and knowing what's bad and what's good. But if you can't make a movie that returns his budget, which was super hard in the age of COVID, for one. <laughs> Let's say this is like 2025. Like we're we're maybe past COVID by now and the movie theaters are happening. My catalog of anime movies. <laughs> well, is you watch other me, movies, dude. Is like, preparing me for a $3 million uh, movie. I wouldn't even know, begin to know where. And uh, I might have to invest in like a steel cup. 
<laughs> yeah, that's where at least ten million of it just goes into the technology to protect your I balls. I mean, is kicks in the balls? I mean, I mean, what are we talking? A kick a day? Like you know, three million freaking kicks to the ball? I mean, well, let's say they're like a weekly debt collector. Like they have to come by and get a certain amount of money from you. That I mean, because you'll make some money back on the movie unless it's a complete flop. Which, I mean, if the three hundred million dollars is part of the the budget, you do have a marketing department there. You can you know use some of that money to get it out there, but. Whatever you don't make well, back, they will have to too. collect. I, can, I don't necessarily have to produce this movie myself. Yeah, you so have. I could three hundred million. You could get all the actors. This is yeah, everything. I could bring in, um, you know, James Cameron or somebody like that. James and, Cameron. I don't yeah. think you want James Cameron. J- James Cameron is notoriously an absolute dickhead. Well, he's also made some of the most successful movies of all time. Yeah, I mean, is he a consultant or is he like I don't a give shadow? A shit. Is he a shadow director? I don't give a shit if he's a dickhead because my balls are at stake here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care if he's a dickhead. I'm predicting my own dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. I just want confirmation that I'm going to make my money back on this three, three, you know, $300 million. I, I mean, he can only be a consultant. You have to direct the movie. It does not say you. I've been given three hundred million dollars. You can't change it. Fine. So you're okay. So you're. The, I'm the, the producer. producer. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll concede <laughs> there as you know the baseline as to what you could do. But you think you could probably make a movie with all that money, with all the possibilities of whatever you could do. You have to come up with a story, though. Oh, that's the only thing. You can have everybody, you know, enact your vision, but you have to come up with a story because you have to have some influence in this. I'm sure there could be like people who could touch up the script, but we're not even talking about the evil twin one. <laughs> the $300 million is like captured the imagination. Yeah. I mean, the evil twin thing would be awful i guess i mean i'm sure my evil twin would be like screwing over girls that i like or something or just being a dick to people who know me i don't know you well now you're trying to figure out what the evil twin would do to you who Mm. knows i mean but i don't think you know what you know i'm gonna go for that 300 million yeah yeah what the hell i think i would once at a chance you know once a lifetime chance chance. To All make the sudden, one movie yeah. you want three hundred million dollars—that's more money than any other off, movie. And you know, hey, you got a new uh, career. Well, I mean, at least you have to just break your—you know—if you can make at least three hundred dollars, three hundred million dollars back. That's all that really matters. As long as you hit that that zero mark, you're good. You like you cleared the bar, essentially, of like a, a hurdle situation. So I think, I mean, <laughs> I think that could happen. Yeah, I don't think it's that hard. Well, it's hard, but I mean, in terms of three hundred million, considering overseas, you know, box yeah. office and so <laughs> the forth. The China money alone is yeah. going to get you. There. I mean, a lot of films can reach that, you know, that amount of money. So yeah, unless your 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 uh, story is specifically like, un, uh, you can't show it in China. Like, what is the movies that get banned in China when they say something mean about China, or make a reference about China? Yeah, don't say anything, you know, don't make a movie about Taiwan. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, the whole fucking movie is about Taiwan yeah. being a country, and yeah. then China's like, actually, mm, no. no. <laughs> Not really. You just lost all of the uh, China box office. Yeah, yeah, that that would be quite the misstep. And, you know, uh, I'm probably Team Taiwan. I don't think we have any China listeners, so I can get away with saying that. Also, apparently Hong Kong is one of those same situations. Like, Hong Kong wants to be its own thing. but Of course, it might be... Difficult in the times of COVID. That's what I'm saying. Like the theater. I mean, I put us out at least to 2025. I gave us like oh, a. Okay. I gave us a buffer so you could have Thank at least God. a good chance. Yeah. Because right now there's almost no way. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what Shang Chi. Because that's one of the biggest movies of the year. 
I don't even know how much money that thing made. I think, let's see. Yeah, I can't see that number off the top of my head. Uh, 447 million. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So Shang-Chi would have cleared that bar. So you really just have to make a superhero movie. There you go. I think that's, uh, yeah. that's an easy way out of that question. Pick a Marvel movie. Yeah, adapt some random um, yeah. Marvel. And with 300 million, I can get everybody. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's I think that's probably the best way of going about it. Your balls will probably be safe if you uh, jump into the Marvel sphere. You're just yeah. kind of like, I don't know, uh, renting the franchise to save your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> you hit up like Kevin Feige. It's like, hey man, I have this weird bargain. I have $300 million at <laughs> my disposal. I need to make this movie or my balls will be destroyed. All right, one last would you rather. Would you rather have a fight every time you enter a bathroom? Or, whenever you're around food, some will inevitably end up in your eye. So, for the first one, it's almost like there's a... I mean, I don't know if necessarily you would get this reference, but like a Pokemon trainer. Do you ever remember the games that... Uh, would you ever watch us play those games? How you would like walk in front of a, a person on the street and be like, Oh, they, you know, a little uh, exclamation point goes over their head. It's like, hey, I want to fight you. That type of thing. Yeah. It's essentially that in the bathroom. Someone will... In any bathroom, even your own. If may, Maybe even your wife. <laughs> whoever is in there has to fight you and there's always going to be someone there to fight you uh, or maybe, any other one hey, well maybe I'm just going to start you know using the outdoors I'll mm, I'll say someone comes out of the woods you'll find a bear <laughs> you have to fight a bear at that point I knew you were going to say something there's yeah. no way out of it yeah. there's no way out of it you can't just like oh yeah well I'm going to go it's not a outside. bathroom yeah well, the bathroom is wherever you use the bathroom, so you would probably have to, like some squirrel try to run up your ass, or like a bear will take a <laughs> whiff of it and run over. Or, I mean, the, the the food thing I kind of imagine is like a weird Rube Goldberg situation where you, you know, you see a you know soup, probably being the worst example, you see like a, a a vat of soup being cooked, and you all of a sudden enact some weird, you know, a bunch of shit falling and some ends up on your face. Yeah. I'm not going to say it gets all in there, but just like uh, Overy got yeah. tomato juice in his eyes. Were those tomatoes? Is that what They that were. Was? It was Tom Brady's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, I'm sure if he would ever watch this movie, he'd be like, why are those oh, savages were, eating I tomatoes? Apples. No, they threw them up at one point and showed they were tomatoes. Oh. Yeah, which was a weird snack to get anyways. Yeah. But I tomatoes mean, with salt is actually like a pretty low-key fire snack. Would you agree? <laughs> what? A low-key? Yeah, a low-key fire snack. Like, tomato slices with a little bit of salt, especially tomato wedges. Like a wedge tomato you with a You know what? I'll sprinkle. tell you, though. When I was a kid, my grandmother had a tomato garden, uh -huh. and to this day, I can remember, those were the best tomatoes ever. Like, I don't know what has happened to the tomato, but it's just not as good. I mean, we could pick those things off the vine and eat them, mm. and it was, like, delicious. And I don't know. I've never experienced a tomato like that. Interesting. Since I've... Uh, well, I feel like there's a lot of change in terms of our produce. Did you know that broccoli isn't even, like, a normally occurring um, vegetable in the world? It's man-made. Really? Broccoli is man-made. Really? Yeah. Broccoli originated... Uh, they genetically mutated, like, old cabbage. So it's not a real thing. It was a man-made uh, vegetable that we've sort of put back into the world. Yeah. But well, most of our vegetables are not. Yeah, you know, bananas nowadays are technically been, what bananas you know, were. I wouldn't say they're genetically altered, but they. I been, think they are. Well, some of them are. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. They yeah. do have some genetic. You know, that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just I, I've I have this distinct memory of tomatoes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have this nostalgia <laughs> for my granny's tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I understand. I mean, she that. was actually like famous. Like everybody, like everybody was like, oh, when are your tomatoes going to be ready? I mean, she just knew how to grow a tomato. <laughs> wow. Everybody is hitting her up for a tomato. Yeah, yeah. I love that for her. Too bad she didn't, you know, have some sort of secret vault. She just like, I don't know, jarred them all up, had a bunch of jars. Well, she lived to 103, so. That's true. So she. I, I, there was something in those tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that might have been it. That was the thing that kept her alive. <laughs> so what would you do? Would you rather, uh, rather fight in the bathroom whenever you go in there or whenever you use the bathroom? No, I'm not going to fight. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, uh, getting hot food. In that's the- probably the one place at least you should have some peace and just when you have to take a dump. You know what I mean? I don't want to be fighting people. I'd probably develop constipation because I'd be so so anxious an- about yeah, going- <laughs> anxiety ridden. You know? <laughs> oh shit's coming on! Damn it! Yeah, gonna get in a fight again. You just poop your own pants and they come to you. <laughs> I think that's the only loophole. Like they have to come to you if you poop your pants. I mean, the thing with um. You that, know, that was a thing. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, like, you have to pee, essentially. That would be the worst case scenario. Like, you really have to piss and you, like, go into the bathroom. It's like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, you're going to try to duke me out when I'm standing at the urinal. That's just not cool. <laughs> what were you to say? The, the thing in the movie where both of them go through these, like, explosions, unbelievable, and then they show up and they've got, like, this small Band-Aid on their yeah, face. they got little baby cuts on their <laughs> cheek yeah, and exactly. shit like that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, really? You're putting a little Band-Aid on it? You know what I mean? She had some, like, wraps around her hand, but, I mean, they come out perfectly unscathed. Well, not perfectly, but pretty much unscathed, where everyone else is, their head blows off whenever. They're in the same... He's in the same subway when the when he does those explosions and he the, the guy's, guy's head comes off i know the guy's head come off he comes out and he's just got some band-aids on yeah he's good enough to go try to kill aki right after yeah like and then he... aki like kicks his freaking face in and he's bloody as hell you know what i mean but yeah. you know and she gets slammed against the wall freaking yeah falls you know from a skyscraper and then they go down through how many layers it of was, freaking cement? It was a bridge. They first landed on a car on a bridge. The bridge uh, falls through. They hit um, a giant truck. And then that falls through into the subway. And yeah. then it explodes once another sign falls on top of it. Yeah. Absolutely ludicrous action scene. Very cool. Yeah. Ludicrous. Yeah. Cool action scene. She shows up with like five Band-Aids. <clears throat> yeah. She essentially really... I mean, then she gets fucking green tea. She's like, oh, I felt like I just fell out of a building. Yeah. She's being very coy about that. It's like, all right, Aubrey, like, I actually fell out of a building. <laughs> but she was just wanted to play a little joke and drink green tea with her like weird weird friend. I don't know. I don't know if she even liked him like that. I'm sure she did. But hey, Dad, we, uh, we're we moving on. We're definitely heading to the strip clubs now. That We got uh, our, our bones chilled out by these ice baths, and we're feeling uh, lubricated by this wine Gatorade. So uh, I'm thinking we should play uh, some Ghibli All Grown Up. What do you think? Sure. And I know you have nothing here, right? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, I'm trying. I actually gave a little thought, but I just I would even up. be okay with a sequel idea. I love your your just yeah, like your well, futures. Yeah, that's what I was I was actually thinking about that in terms of coming up with a where are they now? Mm. That being a bit, but Yeah. That I mean I sequel ideas was always sort of the thing. So yeah, maybe next time. We'll get there eventually. Uh so my uh only kind of idea for a bit that we could do would be kind of like a crime scene investigator. I I mean, I didn't have any sort of like extra stuff about it, as I sort of say, but I kind of wanted to just do what Aki does for a job, but we'll start there as the bit. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start a timer. Three, two, one, go. 
All right. So I walk into a crime scene. You're already there taking pictures. I'm, uh, <laughs> I have a, a Chipotle burrito in my hand and I'm just taking big bites. Hey man. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> my name is, uh, Ted. I'm a uh, part of a task force that's, uh, here to, uh, I'm here to, um, Oh, sorry, I'm fucking hungry, man. I'm uh, really hungover. Hey, Ted, 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 this is a crime scene, you know? You're getting the your chipotle sauce all, all over the freaking dead body here. It's chipotle. You. Oh, chipotle. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, uh, so I'm sorry. I know we kind of got off on the wrong foot here. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty hungover. I, got a, I had a long night behind me. What's your name? My name's uh, Buster. Buster. Okay, very nice to meet you, Buster. So... Hey, what can you tell me about this body? We look down, it's uh, covered in a sheet. We pull it back. Well, as you can see, his face is totally blown off. We got some bullet fragments here that uh, looks like they were using some kind of exploding bullet. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is that common around here? No, not really. Like I said, I'm not from this area, so I have no idea what the, the crime rate is. I'm a special agent. I'm specifically here for uh, something a little below the be uh, belt specifically about this uh, this victim. You mind pulling the sheet down a little lower? Sure. All right. So I, <laughs> I pull it down. Uh, his penis is gone. It's like been cut off. This is what I thought. Well, uh, Buster, this uh, has become a different situation for me. Uh, from what I understand... There is a serial killer out, and he's been specifically taking male penises of uh, not only just TV stars, but movie stars, anyone in the show business. We haven't really quite connected why, but I mean, I, I don't think this can get out to the press yet, but Jerry Seinfeld just lost his penis <laughs> like three days ago. Yeah, that's uh, that's really disturbing to hear. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, I mean, geez, no penis. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking funny. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, you got me with a good laugh there, buddy, Buster. You, <laughs> you're pretty funny for having such a morbid job, but I would agree. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, wouldn't expect that from him. So I guess we should cut to uh, the night of the murder. I'm, uh, I'm the guy who <laughs> gets his fucking dick cut off. And I hear uh, a knock on the door. Hello? Yes. Um, you knocked? Who is this? This is Officer Buster. Oh, uh, I look through the people and I can see, you know, it's you, Buster. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, can I help you? Is there something wrong? Yeah, we're investigating a crime scene. Really? Um, in my apartment? Yeah. Okay, you I guess. I think you might. Why am I investigating you? <laughs> <laughs> so you open up. I mean, I open up the door and I uh, I, I kind of just see you there. You have like a, a bag of tools in your hand. Okay. Um, I'm confused as to why you think there's a, is there a crime here? Was, you know. Well, we followed a blood trail. <laughs> All right. So you take out like what? A fucking uh, screwdriver or something and like stab me in the stomach. Oh, what the fuck? I thought you were a cop. You'd stab me again. Yeah, take that, you freaking <laughs> penis severing bastard. <laughs> so you have a double personality, I think. I don't even know where we are in the freaking skit. Yeah, no. So you, you, you know, Buster kind of, you know, doles me out and, you know, cuts me up. And 
cut back to the the real investigation where I'm kind of walking away from the crime scene, just like I got some weird vibes from that Buster guy. So I start, you know, tailing you at night, uh, and I'm like kind of, you know, following you on the street, and I'm watching you. And you see a homeless guy. Hey, hello. What are you, what are you doing over there? I'm uh, I'm eating ramen, and I'm uh, I was about to jerk off in the cup. <laughs> really? Well, why why do you need the cup? I mean, I I was gonna donate it. I need a uh, I need a little money. I'm obviously I'm a homeless man. <laughs> I can tell you right now, nobody's in it, interested in your semen. I mean, uh, uh, can, is, can you leave me alone? I really want to jerk off. No, I'm actually here. You need to be erased. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you you fucking attack the homeless guy. <laughs> So Buster is a fake serial killer. So Buster uh, decapitates this man. Not decapitates. He takes this man's penis off and he leaves it in the cup, kills him. <laughs> and, and Ted is just like freaking out. It's like, oh my God, I'm, I've am i stumbled onto the, the crime of the century. This dude is working for the police and he's killing people. So I fucking rush down to uh, the police station and I bust in and I, I was like, hey, anybody, where's the chief? I need to talk to him right away. What's going on? Chief, you aren't going to believe this. There's a man on the forensics team who is cutting people's penis off, and I don't even think he knows what he's doing. I think he has some sort of split personality. Uh, I heard him talking to himself and acting like he wasn't doing it. I'm freaking the fuck out because I just saw this man an hour, several hours ago. All right. I'm having a hard time believing that anybody on my force would be involved in such a heinous crime. What are you talking about? Your cops do, I mean, okay, I'm not going to get into the police, but you have to listen to me. This do man, you have any proof of this? And who are we accusing of this heinous act? His man, his, his name is Buster. He takes... Buster, he's one of our best detectives. <laughs> Buster walks in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, is uh, somebody talking about me? We have this gentleman here saying that you're going around cutting off penises. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hey, whoa, Ted, is that uh I recognize you. Uh are you are you saying I'm cutting off penises? Well, isn't that what you did to that homeless man? What homeless man? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have clearly have blood on my hands. <laughs> I'm eating ramen. <laughs> I have like a little bit of a noodle sticking out of my mouth. <laughs> It's like, whoa, man, I think you're taking a lot of uh, liberties just throwing that shit around. I work for the police. Why would I ever, you know, commit a crime when I can obviously be held culpable for that? That's a good question. You're right. It is a good question. I think, actually, Chief, this guy is way out of line. I don't know anything about this task force uh, that Ted has apparently been sent on, but I'm, 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 not, I'm not vibing with it anymore. I think he's out here to sort of... Uh, Absolutely screw up our good thing that we have here at the force. Isn't that right, Chief? I believe it is. I don't think we're needing your services anymore. This is bullshit, dude. I just watched this man not only just cut off a homeless man's penis, but he's cut off Jerry Seinfeld's penis. I'm sure he was reaching for a gun. <laughs> 
Typical, typical <laughs> cop excuse, motherfucker. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fuck this. I quit. So uh, I, I slam all my shit off. I fucking take my, you know, my forensic task force jacket off. I will not stand for this anymore, and I'm, I'm out of here. So I, uh, I guess I go out in the town, and I'm, you know, trying to drink away my sorrows, and I, I walk into a comedy club, and I, I see uh, that there's a, a special guest sign, and I sit down. It's like, you know what? Fuck this, dude. I'm not fucking. I don't want to fucking do this shit anymore. And then the, the curtains open, and um, you know. <laughs> so I was taking a walk around the uh, uh, Times Square and I uh, I see this man and he's talking to himself and I say, "Hey man, what's up?" I think that's where we have to end this <laughs> Cuz I uh, I lost track of what the, our characters where we were going with this. Uh, you know, that got a little convoluted at the end. But that's the <laughs> thing with uh, improv. It's like we can sometimes switch spots. That's how we ended up yeah. being each other's roles. Yeah. That's how it really gets fun. <laughs> but hey, that may or not have been a good bit. <laughs> I'm going to go on the side that maybe it was decent to bad. Uh, but hey, we'll, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll work that out in post. I'm I sure need I need to figure out where I am in the, in the skit. Yeah, you need to orient yourself uh, maybe into the only I'm personality more... that doesn't want to cut off a penis. <laughs> 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 I think that's the only one I want to hang out with, if anything. So Dad, uh, that might have not been our best bit, but we're trying to put this movie on the best of our best <laughs> lists. So put them on the Rushmore. Uh, first one up, I have female assassins. So does Sawa beat out Beatrix Kiddo and Kill Bill, Yuki in Lady Bloodsnow, uh, Nikita in La Femme Nikita, or Natasha Romanoff in Black Widow? I don't think that she is going to make it onto this one. I don't think the number of people that sh- these other people kill... Or at least the stuff that they're kind of involved in outweighs Sawa being like a child prostitute killer for me. Yeah. I mean, because Nikita La Femme was another Luc Besson movie. And that was like, I think that preceded Leon the Professional. But she's like a female assassin, obviously. Romanoff, the Black Widow movie. I mean, she's she's part of the fucking Avengers. So I don't know if she can be kind of usurped. Yuki and Bla- Lady Bloodsnow is like a super classic, and that is what inspired uh, Oren Ishii, if I remember correctly, or at least it was a reference for uh, Tarantino. And then Beatrix Kiddo is from Kill Bill, so I don't think she's gonna get on there for me. It's close though. Yeah, she's pretty badass. <clears throat> she really is. I mean, the the thing is, like that falling scene alone puts her in a pretty high echelon of action, yeah. but. I mean that whole bathroom scene. I mean, super cool. Has the the needles in her. Uh, in her I sleeves. guess problem is she took out the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fair. she failed as her uh, assassin, which is a bad. You know, I mean, they. I can see what happened. You know, I mean, they took a photo and then they both had you the know mole. the birthmark on the or the mole on you know one side of the, on opposite sides of their face, and uh-huh. when you take a photo, of course it yeah. mirrors it. And that's how she. I mean, you would have thought they would have said, "Kill the guy with the, uh, you know, the mole on the left side of his face." Well, apparently, well, they, they said that she killed the client. Yeah. So does that mean he, the brother, was the one who hired them? Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I did, I missed that sort of part. So he. Should, I mean, yeah. I guess if you're gonna kill one at that point, maybe you should just kill two. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not necessarily the point, but you know, 
do your job uh, the, all the way. And you knew that she killed the wrong one when the other guy pissed his pants. Yeah. Well, the one guy looked so much, you know, more scared than yeah, the other. Yeah, he was the terrified. Other... And the other guy's like going, yeah, you're about to die. And yeah. he's like, you know, I'm about to be one... a fucking movie star. Yeah, he took one to the head. Yeah, that should have been a clear sign. But she was under some distress, I, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so last one on the Rushmore. Falling scene, Rushmore. Does Sawas fall off of uh, that super tall building? Beat out. Luke's leap in Empire Strikes Back. Hans Gruber's death in uh, Die Hard. The uh, Slim Pickens A-ride or A-bomb ride in uh, Doctor Strangelove. Or Gandalf versus Balrog in Lord of the Rings. So at least in two of these, the people live. Um, the other two, obviously, are deaths. One being, I mean, I guess both are super iconic. Doctor Strangelove is like a very haunting image, obviously, of riding uh, an A-bomb as like a, a cowboy into the fucking earth. But do you think, I mean, it's really cool. The fall is, Sawa's fall is great. I'm going to say, yeah. I mean, that was an incredible falling scene. Especially since they they fell through the bridge and the street. Like, yeah, yeah. That was, it was pretty epic. Yeah, and that she only, you know, had a few small cuts on her face. That's, that's. Not, not even just that she fell. <laughs> she was shot out. Of the fucking, the, the tunnel, whatever oh, they yeah, found, by right. the explosion, and she falls into a bed. Yeah. She gets shot into a fucking Macy's, <laughs> or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. A department store, and she then she She absolutely lives. deserves to be on the falling scene, Rushmore. I think so, too. I'm I'm willing that to say- That might be the most epic falling scene I've ever seen. I, I'm i kind of in agreement, especially since she lands on him while he's shooting at her. I mean, it's really incredible. Yeah. I If I'm going to pick any of them, I would maybe say Hans Gruber- just because that is a death, so technically he didn't live. It was an iconic fall in the sense that it was like a shocking thing that happened. But Luke's leap, he lives. The Doctor Strangelove thing, I just I I can't pick take that off, just because that is like the classic of classic fall scenes. <laughs> and then the Gandalf and the Balrog thing is just as epic of a battle as yeah. they fall down, and you know Gandalf lives. Yeah, I I, I would definitely take off the Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. So we're putting yeah. Sawa. Although there. supposedly I saw the. Uh, the documentary about the movie. Hmm. What show is that on Netflix? Something. I know what you're talking films about. Films we watched or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <clears throat> and they said that he didn't, you know, know. I mean, literally his face when he falls is like true horror because they were telling him like, okay, on whatever the count of something, we're going to drop you. Yeah. But then they ended up doing it before he was ready. And I've heard about that. Yeah. And I thought that was like a super cool, fun movie fact. Yeah. So, hey, that's awesome for, uh, for Sour to get on there. I didn't yeah. think Kite... You know, was maybe a movie that was going to get up on the Rushmore, but well, the fall was too good to I, be. I want to put Sawa up there somewhere because yeah. she was a... Tragic character. Tragic. Very tragic. We seem to have a lot of tragic uh, female characters on the show, which <laughs> is, you know, in its own way kind of bad. But hey, uh, Dad, I don't know about you, but I'm done talking about this pedophilic movie. Uh, and, you know, in a way, I want to make it my own. I want to do a live action Netflix recast. So right away. Well, May. let's just be clear that if we make a live action that <clears throat> no, no pedophilia. Yes, exactly. Not even a sex scene. They won't, won't even, even be. They won't be even hinted at. No, there's the, all the characters are asexual. And the thing is, you could make a good movie without all that bullshit. Yes, I. I the only time that any, uh, I'll clarify my point that I made a couple episodes about sex scenes and not wanting them at all. The only time sex should be included in the narrative for me is if the the show or the movie or whatever it is is about sex. It has to have a specific, like, it It has to almost just be a show about sex, if there's going to be sex scenes. Yeah. And even then, it seems a little bit Well, in any film, you can have a sex scene, and you don't even have to show nudity. 
Or you could just, I mean, how many movies would be unchanged by taking out the sex scene or having some replacement that is of equal um, sentiment, I suppose, if it right. equals the same thing? Because what are you really seeing? You're seeing some dude's naked ass thrusting into another actress. Like that's, <laughs> that's, are we supposed to have an emotional connection to this man's ass or whatever is <laughs> happening? Like, it's just, uh, yeah. No. I mean, this is part of the $300 million like pitch meetings. Like, all right, no sex scenes. <laughs> We're not you. The sex does not sell in my mind anymore, so yeah. we're moving on. But hey, right away, Bay. Yes or no? What do you think? Do you think Michael Bay could do this movie? Yeah, why not? I mean, I don't know if he wants to. Yeah, but I think this of all. I mean, this is a, a in a way a female leading movie, but this does have more of the the Bay warts that I would expect from a film. So I think I wouldn't be shocked if this was be like yeah michael bay is going to do a kite remake just because fuck it it's 2023 or something so i could see i say maybe on that one did you have a backup director because i think we both uh might and we both probably have used people we yeah. had before well this movie was definitely like grindhouse type of stuff mm, and okay. that's why i was looking at robert rodriguez mm. is luke i'm luke basson is not my guy but he, what's the last time that he made a movie I don't know. He's pretty old now. Is he? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's only he's 62. That's not too old. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he was he was like in his 40s or something when he did. Um, Anna was the last movie he did. I don't he did know. Lucy? It feels like everybody I look at now, like everybody that I grew up, you know, watching, mm. they're all like 70, 80 years old. Like you know, all the classic. Yeah, the 70s. I mean, if you know anyone from the 70s, dude, they're they're old as shit. I mean, how how old's De Niro? He's probably like 82, I would have to guess. De Niro Pacino feels, is... Let's see, De Niro... Oh, I just spelt that just so, so wrong. De Niro age. 76. Yeah. 78, excuse me. Read that wrong. So yeah, super old. We're all we're all slowly dying, but the, <laughs> the actors of the, the better movies of the world are almost dead. Um, so I had uh, Tarantino, who was just sort of like the easy pick in terms of like, he already liked this movie. He probably would have loved to do this anyways. So it felt sort of like a shoe-in. Uh, who did you have as your Sawa? I had Anya Taylor-Joy. Great stable pick. Yeah. And the anime, I mean, she really could do most of the movies that we kind of put on here, just yeah. from the look alone. And right. she's going to be Princess Peach. Uh, in a new Mario Brothers movie. Did you see the cast for that? No. Chris Pratt will be Mario. Um, she's Princess Peach. Uh, Jack Black is Bowser, I believe. It's going to be a shit show. I don't know what the fuck that movie's going to be like. But. Ah, that, that sounds awful, actually. But Yeah. I'm, I I mean, it might make a lot of money, though, because uh, you can only imagine. I'm sure it's going to make a shit ton of you money. You know, Detective Pikachu is like a huge hit, right? Yeah. I don't, I just don't think I give a fuck about Mario in the same way that it's easier to sort of disappear in a Pokemon world. Like, do I really want to hang out with two Italian plumbers and their, and his, you know, girlfriend that get cu gets cucked by a dragon? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's not the movie for me. Uh, for my Sawa, I had Millie Bobby Brown, which felt like the, the most expected pick. If yeah. I were to kind of choose like a a, um, a career trajectory for Millie Bobby Brown, it is pretty clearly the Natalie Portman route, and this this would kind of hit the same uh, the Leon the professional kind of role for her. So yeah, I obviously want that script to be a f fucking way different for Millie Bobby Brown, but yeah. she's already dealing with some grooming problems yeah. in Hollywood, anyways. Uh, Drake 
is usually kind of uh, attributed as the the predator in her in her life. So rapper Drake, Drake, Drake yes, uh. he apparently has like a friendly uh, text all the time relationship with Millie Bobby Brown, which is very strange. If you're thirty something. Talk. I don't even care if you're under the pre, the pretense is like, oh, I'm mentoring them. Yeah, it's like, that's that, that's very clearly yeah, grooming them. Exactly. You're gonna hear about it years later. Yeah. Well, I mean, Drake's <laughs> gonna come out with one Insta post like next year, two years maybe with him, you know, and some rumor that he was with Millie Bobby Brown. It's gonna break the internet, and everyone's gonna <laughs> rightfully uh, put Drake down to maybe where he belongs, which is kind of out of our lives. <laughs> The, the, everybody has to reckon with uh, every celebrity who becomes too famous. Drake has been too p- famous for too long, and we need to cut him down now. He's too corny. Everyone's turning on him. Really? In a way. I mean, everyone's just fucking making fun I'll of him. I'll be honest. I don't know Drake's catalog of songs. He. I've heard some, obviously, but I mean, I'm just... I think he's fell off. He has he had a couple good songs on his newest album, but for the most part, that dude hasn't made a real interesting... Um, or at least uh, progressive music in the sense that I don't think he's evolving at all. He's just not moving on. He yeah. needs he needs to not only move on from the type of music that he's making, but he has to move on from talking to minors, um, which is really kind of something I could say to any musician, which it seems like every dude, every rocker, you know, really every rocker ever is sort of a pedophile. I mean, considering Steven Tyler, all these other people are on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> even the Beatles. Don't they have that one song? It's like she was only seventeen. Like, do you remember what song? If you know what I mean, she was only seventeen. If you know what I mean, um, here we go. It was. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I don't think that was a Beatles tune. Ah, I'm almost positive it was a Beatles tune. I was standing there. Is the song? Yeah, I was standing there. Yeah, dude. I mean, every I don't really remember what time the age of consent changed in any country, but still wrong. Still wrong. Uh, who did you have as your Obrey? Well, I figured uh, you know I'd bring back the uh, the cast of the Queen's Gambit. So great. <laughs> this guy's a Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Oh, I never. Thomas watched Brody, Gambit. Sag Sangster. Sangster? Yeah. Did you know he's like thirty something now? Yeah, he's like thirty. Yeah, he's like he's been. I mean, he has one of those faces where he like looks like a child forever. It's, I don't know if there's actual like a condition that he has, but he has looked the same almost his entire life. Yeah, he hasn't changed much. Well, there's some new photos of him. I saw he's got a little mustache going and just trying to. Always a bad. And I also saw an article with him saying that he wanted to play, you know, a more of a sinister type, you know, character. Yeah, because he didn't want to be typecast as this, you know, goody goody you know, young kid type of thing. So he grew a mustache? Yeah, he grew a mustache and <laughs> wants to take on assassin roles. Yeah, I guess so. I guess he wants to get his ass kicked by whoever we're going to have as our Aki here. So who did you have as uh, yours? Which well, I, wait I really... a minute. What about your Obery? Oh, I didn't have one. Yeah, I didn't see that. I couldn't figure out. I mean, this, I really couldn't figure out who to do here. Like, Obery has this look that I just, I, I didn't put enough time into thinking about it. I couldn't really pin it down. I really, this one sort of eluded me. Yeah. This could be any, like, I could even fucking throw Finn Wolfhard. Fuck it, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's Finn Wolfhard. Obrey is Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, I was looking at Noah Schatz. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like all these people who were in Stranger yeah. Things, like, I could just say them or I could just say it's. Well, considering you had Millie Bobby Brown, because I was just like thinking, okay, yeah. It's yeah, we be. both just copied the, the whole line yeah. of one cast. 
David Harbour is my Aki, if you of couldn't Of course, guess. we're we're trying to upgrade the ages on, on this film anyway. Yeah, so. I, I, no, there are no child actors. There's only 18-year-olds and adults. I don't make movies for children in my live-action Netflix recast. Uh, so, yeah, I had no Obri, but Finn will be my placeholder just because that's my boy. That's my boy, Blue. Uh, so who did you have as uh, Aki? Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. I love Mads Mikkelsen, and I think he would be probably... Even better than my pick, just because of I the don't gray know. Yours hair. is pretty good. I think both of them could fill that role and be yeah. really disgusting about it. Because I get, <laughs> I get the vibe. Because I pick Johnny Depp, and I feel like Johnny Depp would give his all as to being a pedophile, even though he's sort of. I been... don't think this would be his comeback role, though. <laughs> yeah. I hope there's no comeback. I hope there's no comeback for Johnny Depp in that sense. He's just full on rock star now. I mean, I don't, you know. Yeah. Well, he the Hollywood vampires. The whole Amber Heard thing. I think has swung back in his favor. It seems to be that we kind of retcon what's going on here every once in a while when we bring him up. But like, yeah, I, they they seem to have both like done shit to each other. Yeah, exactly. They've both sunk each other. Mm-hmm. You know, she he did you know bad things. She did bad things. I mean, that's yeah. the way it's coming out now. Whether that's the truth or not, I have no idea. Yeah, just toxic all around. If you have a Johnny Depp relationship type relationship, yeah. just leave your partner. You don't yeah. you don't need the Amanda Herds in your life. Uh, and I guess for the girls, you don't need a Johnny Depp in your life, really. Uh, so finally, last one. Who did you have as your Kanye? I had Ron Perlman. And I like this more than mine. Mine was sort of like a stunt casting. Yeah. Because he has been featured in a Game of Thrones episode, but I had Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And I specifically chose him for the, the His, wonky eye and yeah, the he red looks, hair. <laughs> he looks like Kanye. He looks exactly like him in a way. <laughs> Throw that scar on him, I wouldn't be shocked, but... I don't think he has the monster penis that Kanye has. Because that thing, like I said, it's it's Mike Lang. But yeah, but that's not going to appear in our film. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, apparently Ed Sheeran was bragging back in uh, 2014 or something like that about fucking Taylor Swift's friends, which was pretty baller for him to do. Her but friend? Friends. I guess he would say that he went on tour with Taylor Swift back in like 2013, 2014, and he would hook up with her famous friends. Like he, Ellie Golding. Apparently, he might have hooked up with Selena Gomez. I don't know. There's a... I don't believe it. I I mean, I know he did for sure with Ellie Goulding. That seems to be the case. Like Who? She's she's like a pop singer, but she's really pretty. I mean, he definitely is pulling out of his league uh, in terms of uh, just physical attributes alone. But (laughs) maybe he does have a huge dick. Maybe he absolutely pipes down after he plays these really great um, melodic ballads for uh, his crowd. Who knows? Who knows? Ed Sheeran is a is a mystery to me. I haven't listened to him in a long ass time. So, Dad, last call for alcohol. Is there any uh, last questions? Anything you wanted to uh, inquire about this movie before we go? Yeah, I did have one, and it, this might have been because of the cutout scenes, but Kanye has <laughs> like a small package on the side of his face yeah like a gauze and shit yeah but it looks like you know it's like a you know half ounce of cocaine or something tied onto the side of his face <laughs> he's got a and, pack yeah he's got some kind of freaking drug pack on his face yeah that's and i don't know where it came from all of a sudden he just shows up with it and uh i was questioning why you know what was the result of that I, I really don't know, and I, I, I remember you told me this before we started recording, and I tried to think about what it was, and like I said, I couldn't, the way that his sex scene was cut in the compilation that I watched, I can't figure out where it would have even been in the film, because he would have had to have kidnapped a girl 
So maybe she would have like kicked him or something or cut him like, but he didn't have that on his face in the sex scene. So I don't know. It's nothing I really care to know. I hope I never have to see that character again. (laughs) That guy freaked me the fuck out. I want to know what's in that package because it didn't look like if it was gauze, it would have been flat against his face. But literally this thing had like a half an inch of freaking depth on it. You said you wanted to see his package? (laughs) I wanted to see the package on the side of his face. I want to know what was in it. That's what she said. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I guess supposedly we already saw the package, but uh, unfortunately I didn't see it. Yeah. No, uh, not unfortunately. Fortunately. You know what? I'm going to look it up. (laughs) I'm going to find it for you like in two seconds. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Uh, any idea what uh, Muskie's going to come by and say? He's been pretty quiet. He, I don't think he's had much to say. I feel like he might be a little ashamed considering that he's admitted to liking at least 18-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing Muskie says surprises me, but uh, yeah. bring it on, Muskie. Hey, fellas. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, definitely not something I really wanted to chime in this week. I was uh, sort of... I kind of wanted to keep it low, you know what I'm saying? This... Uh, this movie sort of hit home for me. What? <laughs> Musky? Musky. What do you mean by that? You might want... Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, whoa. Think before you speak, Musky. Hey, no, man. I'm not talking about the, the fucking kids thing. I mean, I would never. I am a, I'm a I'm a strictly 18, 18 plus. You know, I would even go to say... Hey, Musky, how old are you? So, uh, <laughs> I don't really want to mention it, but, yeah. you know. Like, let, yeah, let's bring the age limit, you know... I, I think as long as legality is kind of out of the picture, you know, I can sort of be with whoever I want. I don't really, you know, Musky. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to motherfucking jail. Fuck you. Get your soundboard out of here, pussy. What, I was, <laughs> what I'm fucking talking about is killing people, man. I, I fucking killed a man. I know what it feels like to take someone's life. That's what I was talking about. I'm not talking about being a pedophile. Fuck you guys. Oh, Musky. Musky, you've killed somebody? Yeah. Self-defense? Well, you know, I was, like I said before, I was uh, I was deployed by myself, you know, shortly after uh, I figured out that my father was never going to come back at the age of 18. And, you know, I was out in the middle of a, a strange country and I was defending myself. Yeah. He came up and he said uh, some shit in some language I didn't just fucking understand. And I said, hey, can you speak this language? And I fucking shot him right in the dick. What the hell, Muskie? It sounds like you committed a crime. <laughs> it sounds like you shot some foreigner who wanted to talk to you. It sounds like it might have been the end of your service. Well, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was discharged, but not for that reason. I was, uh, I sort of went AWOL after I, I, I kind of ended up in a Dubai casino and I, you know, I, I showed the people what America's really like, if you can imagine. Yeah, you know, it scares me to know that you basically killed a man for not being able to speak the language. <laughs> In his own country. <laughs> so you, Muskie, you shot someone in his own country for not speaking English to you. Yeah, motherfucker. USA, baby. <laughs> Muskie, uh, we gotta go, dude. Like, this is too much. Yeah, okay. Well, just know I'm not a fucking pedophile. And uh, I ain't gonna go to jail for anything that I've ever done because I'm a businessman. And I pay you might taxes. not be a pedophile, but obviously you're a murderer. Well, it happened in a different country, so uh, it didn't happen here. Bitch. All right, Muskie, we're uh, we're gonna get out of here, my friend. It's uh, it's been nice talking to you and all, but you know, I think I hear uh, I think I hear some shit down the street coming for you. <laughs> oh shit! 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, Muskie. With that was the soundboard again. Ah, fuck you. Get out of here. All right. So <laughs> I'm. I'm. We dip- might have a new bartender next week. I, I kind of hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we're going outside. We're we're ready for this Uber to take us home, or at least me. Uh, so uh, any you know notes and errata, anything you want to bring up before we go? <laughs> no, I have nothing. Yeah, we, we had another bombshell dropped on us by Muskie, so I don't know. You know, I feel kind of shook up by that. <laughs> I'm kind of shaken by the, the more that we learn about this guy. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, why do we come to this place? He, he lets us record our podcast yeah. and drink for free. Well. And the only time that we ever have a problem is when he comes over or his rat friend uh, wants to eat our asses. So that's sort his of few rat. I mean, Rory, remember? Oh, yeah, geez. we haven't seen him in a while, but I'm sure figures Rory... he'd have a rat for a pet. Well, he's not really his pet. It's more of just a like rat his, bastard. It's his roommate. It's ru- <laughs> <laughs> he lives with Rory. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dad, let's just do the uh, the Jackson Maine through the window. Hey, what's your wine rating? Thirty nine, line thirty nine. I liked it. I've uh, well. I've liked it for a while because I've bought yeah. repeated bottles at eight. Like so much that you brought it onto the podcast. Yeah. And um, I'm going to give it four out of five uh, exploding bullets. Ooh, okay. I am going to do uh, 4.5 uh, giant pedophile penises. True. Oh, <laughs> you just gave that. That's a bad rating. It's a, I mean, it's a big dick just because no, pedophile. I, mean, I don't give a shit <laughs> about the size. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what you hopefully no, she said. Oh my god! Yeah, the size doesn't matter. Hopefully in her mind, but yeah, that I'm I'm sticking to it. Who knows? No, no, take it back. <sighs> Fine. All right, I'll do four point five. Um, wow, you even giving it better than sorry. I did. Four point yeah, four point five out of five. Uh, grandma's tomatoes. That feels. <laughs> That feels wholesome. That right? is very That's very good. Yeah. That's very good. Wow. Yeah. I actually like the line even more now. Now yeah. it's going to bring back memories of grandma. I'm glad I could do that for you. Thank no, you. After everything Thank that you. we went through Thank this you. episode. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, we get into something a little bit more wholesome. Yeah, is we there, might have to watch there, a, a. Is there wholesome in anime? We yeah. might have to watch a Ghibli. Like, we'll, yeah, we might have to watch a Ghibli movie. Let's just roll out some Ghibli. Yeah, Ponyo. I'm not. I'm not ready to do the Ponyo thing. The Ponyo thing has been on the back burner. No, that's burning. that's. Too... Maybe we'll do. Um, no, we're not doing Ponyo. What is uh, the witch one? The little girl. Because that's. I mean, that's spooky season. Still, we're still there. I mean, we. Well, still have... I. I think that's a good idea. I think we should do something. You know, uh, Halloween. Yeah, something spooky. And uh, you know, bring in the monster mash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we play it again at the end of the episode. All right. Yeah, that's fine. With I me. think I'm going to do a karaoke monster mash, uh, dedicated to our next anime. Do you want to do it right now? Well, do you want to give them a taste? I, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Well, okay. we'll we'll maybe dip back into the monster mash again. So that's always because that's a, a, to that's take. a new bit I want to bring up. You know, karaoke. Kara- corner. Yeah, karaoke corner. I think you and should... where are they now? Yeah. You should start utilizing that iPod that we have, and you can play whatever, you know, thing that you want to play and sing along. Definitely. So, that'd be fun. Yeah, I definitely want to, uh, you know... If you're not going to contribute to uh, any of the other categories that we do, specifically, I know, I, you I might mean, as well make up your yeah, own. I mean, that's... Obviously, I need to, you know, contribute a little bit more in the category. Yeah. You need to uh, pull your weight. At, yeah. least, uh, at least in the sense that you want to sing more on this podcast yeah. <laughs> about God knows what. Um, so, hey, if you guys like what we're doing, please leave us a five stars. 
Uh, we're, we're still looking to bump that up a little bit more, trying to get a little bit more traction here as we uh, head toward 50. I'm still trying to do stuff for a special 50 episode. Yeah, what are we going to do for 50? I don't know. I, I mean, we're still six episodes away. I was hopefully going to do um maybe a clip show on 51 maybe if i have the time the thing is like with the way my work schedule is this next week or in the future who knows we'll figure it out but hey we're 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 doing our best we're trying to bring the content to the people we're we're (laughs) introducing characters musky's saying some crazy shit give us some five stars Give us those Yeah, five I'm stars. troubled by Musky right now. I'm sure you are. <laughs> now that we know his deepest, darkest secret. Uh, so, hey, just like always, we have no idea what we're doing. And hopefully on the other end, we're going to figure out how to uh, make this, a, a, I guess, a publishable podcast, depending <laughs> yeah. on some of the content. Right. But uh, until then, we'll just have to see you guys next time. Yep. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And don't drink a drive.